my life And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly stand up next to you And defend her still today Cause there ain't no doubt I Welcome to Battleground. Today is Friday, October 23rd, and we are days away from the general election. We have a kick-ass group today, as usual. Uh, my, my partners in crime, Dania Alexandrino and Willie Laura, two former fake news participants, executives, <laughs> editors, producers. I don't know what to call them, but they are formerly fake news. Now they are part of the real news. Hey, guys, welcome, welcome to Battleground. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. Always yeah. here for you. Yeah, man. Uh, wow. So we saw last night a, um, a bunch of stuff, right? I think uh, Daniel was, was probably, uh, probably described it the best um, before we went live is that we really saw the true colors of the corrupt media. Um, we've seen this entire Hunter Biden so story, Joe Biden story, his brother's story, uh, taking money left and right from all over the place. And the media just refused to cover it. There was a presser yesterday for a former partner talking about the bribes and percentages and nobody covered it except Fox. And then of course, you know, you had fake news, CNN, um, you know, our, our, our friends over there who, uh, refused to cover it at all. And, uh, on top of that, they were spinning. They were yeah. sitting there spinning, talking about, you know, how the DNI and the FBI and the intelligence agencies have come out saying that uh, the, the Russian uh, um, interference is worse than in 2016 and it's in favor of Donald Trump and they're trying to help Donald Trump get elected. Um, Donnie, I'll start with you. You know, evidently what we saw last night is uh, a few things. Donald Trump's presidency has actually revealed the true face of the US media, the mainstream media. Donald Trump's presidency has revealed the true self of the, of the Democratic Party. Donald Trump's presidency has revealed the hatred within a lot of people here living in this country. Donald Trump's presidency has revealed you know, what the swamp is really all about. You know, we've all heard uh, mentioning the swamp, the swamp, the establishment, but we never quite understood what they were referred, referring to. I mean, I remember I got interested in politics at a very early age. My mom used to think I was a crazy teenager uh, because I used to watch presidential debates when I was 15 years old. And she's like, what is wrong with this niña, Dios mío? And and so I always heard the establishment and I always heard about the swamp, but it wasn't until Donald Trump came about. Somebody who is not your typical politician. I mean, he's not a politician, period. You know, he's an outsider who came in to, you know, what we say in Spanish, a revolcar el avispero. Yeah. To actually, you know, come and take the beehive and just like 
you shake know, it yeah. shake it up and, and get all the bees going. And that's basically what he did. And we were able to see that more prominently yesterday. I do have to say that this debate um, was better, obviously, than the first debate. Um, and even the moderator impressed me a bit, although she did, you know, she did show her true colors a few times. Uh, she was a lot better than Chris Wallace. Uh, but mm -hmm. Donald Trump, you know, has come to reveal the true identity uh, that a lot of people have been hiding for a long time. And it's, you know, how the media is biased towards the left, how the media is biased towards the Democratic Party. And now they just, they no longer hide it. And, and, and it was evident all yesterday. That's right. Hey, Willie. Um, a lot, you know, talking to a lot of people outside of media, just regular, regular civilians, as we call them, that were, that, 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 you know, are, are, I guess somewhere, somewhere in there, in, in the independent spectrum, right? Um, we're saying, well, you know, I, I don't think that Hunter Biden story, I don't think that whole thing is in a stick. Um, you know, I, I don't think, you know, that that's going to change any voters' mind. I think, you know, people in general understand that politicians are corrupt. I don't think that's going to make ch change any votes or or make anybody, you know, support Trump or uh, or, or or not want to vote for Biden. Um, what do you think? I think, and I, and I go back to um, what was said during the, uh, the Obama administration when they were trying to pass Obamacare. Now, one of the architects of the Obamacare said publicly that they passed that bill because of the stupidity of the American people and the yeah. American voter. Yep. which was an, and not only an insult, but it's just laughable that he can say that and not get challenged. Yep. I think what we're seeing right now is one of the biggest political scandal in the, in the history, because now practically, if this is true, what is alleged, obviously the FBI is investigating, they had this for about a year, you know, uh, Biden becomes now somebody that is, it becomes a national security issue because he can be uh, played by the Chinese. If in fact the uh, son took $3.5 million dollars, you know, the fact that they're trying to spin it as a Russian disinformation campaign right. is ridiculous. And I tell you why. Because if the Russians had this information of having uh, Hunter Biden uh, doing the kind of stuff that we've seen in some of the pictures that, that they've been leaked and, 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 and what people have reported, reported that he had on that disc, it would be a, a treasure trove for the Russians because they, they'll be able to manage the White House. They'll be able to manipulate Joe Biden if he becomes the president. So the fact that they make that spin is, is completely a joke. Uh, it, it is a joke because not only the FBI have this computer for over a year, that now people are questioning like what is going on at, uh, inside of the FBI. Uh, second, uh, the, the associate, uh, former associate of Joe, uh, Hunter Biden uh, had a, a meeting with the FBI. He was, he's gonna be, he gave all everything to the FBI. So there's no conspiracy. There's no disinformation. This is what happened and in the real journalistic world this would have been a massive story to cover. Right. It, you know, all the networks should Absolutely. have been, you know, Absolutely. you're talking about one of the candidates of president of the United States, a former vice president that alleged, is alleged to have taken money from the Chinese, from the Ukrainians, from the Russians, and uh, compromised himself. Yep. And we're trusting him with the future of the country. It is a joke. You know, journalists, uh, you know, I, I, don't think, I don't think there's many left, but, you know, real journalists that should go back and, and investigate this thing as they used to be done only 10 years ago. You know, this yeah, is a massive crazy. story. I, I, that, that's, I, I think that's a part that everybody is so 
it's insane. It's insanity. You know, there, there's no way to cover it anymore. We understand now that the media is part of the Democratic Party apparatus. It's period. You know, there's no, you know, and, and then they get mad when you call them up on it. It's like, look, you know, that's not journalism. You have become a PR firm of one of the political parties. And you know what, the, what is the most ridiculous aspect of, of this whole uh, scenario is that I've heard multiple anchors and multiple journalists say these are uncorroborated um, uh, yeah, allegations and unverified allegations. Yeah. And I am saying to myself, there is a computer, there is a laptop with all this evidence. And not only that, but what happened to the Steele dossier? Are we forgetting that all that was uncorroborated, unverified? But the Kavanaugh investigation? Two years? Yeah, the Kavanaugh, yeah. They ran with it for two years. And we just recently found out two weeks ago via uh, some declassified uh, memos that John Brennan had written a note, a handwritten note saying that it was all an actual uh, sting uh, procreated by Hillary Clinton to deviate attention from her 30,000 emails that were deleted. So it yeah. was actually a fake, you know, a, a fake news uh, issue, a fake issue created by Hillary Clinton in order to deviate attention from her scandal. Yeah, it was. But the problem insane. is, the problem is like the journal, the journal is supposed to verify that information. Fox News have done so. They have reached out to the people that those emails were sent to, and they uh, they yep. verify that they were they were real. Mm -hmm. The reason why you know they continue to call it that way is because Joe Biden continues to say that it's a uh, Russian propaganda. But he doesn't deny that the e the emails are there. Hey, have, hey, and that's a great point, Willie. At, at no point, at no point, has the campaign, has Joe Biden, has Hunter Biden, has an attorney, has anybody denied the authenticity of those emails, of that laptop, of those communications? Have you realized that? Yeah, that's they, they the can't, key part right now, right? Yeah. They, they, they can't. The they, they can't do it because it's in the hands of the FBI. And they have all that information. So now they're going to say, well, the FBI is part of the Russian uh, campaign. It's just ridiculous. It's a lack of journalism. It's, a, it's you know, it is it's serious stuff. You know, we're trying to put somebody in the White House, uh, you know, that might, you know, the country is voting between President Trump and somebody that, be, that could be fully compromised uh, by any of these uh, enemies of the United States, either China or Russia or North Korea. Or Ukraine, and he probably just, is. I mean, at this point, he's totally not not just compromised; he's bought, right? Because they paid exactly him billions of dollars. So exactly. You know, so and it, it was we'll, funny we'll the question they asked him during the debate. It's like it, when he said when, when Trump confronted him with him, he's like, "Look, you know, he doesn't show the three point four million dollars on my tax return." He's like, "Whoa, I don't remember any corrupt any corrupt guy putting in his tax return that he's getting a kickback." Yeah. It, it'll be like the first time, right? Yeah. So it was it was a complete joke. Well, those, yeah. those are those are very lawyered, prepared statements too. If you if you if you hear, yeah, yeah, word, of course, you know, of they're course, very rehearsed. So you know, so so now on to the debate. I guess that's 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 where you took us, uh, Willie. Yeah, uh, Danya, what do you think? I know you're excited to uh, to uh, to see a debate and some civil some civilized dialogue, huh? Absolutely, it was, there was some civility, some civility um, last night. And let me tell you, I was rather impressed because uh, one of the things I mentioned in my radio show and in my Facebook live show is that I was expecting a, a, you know, a part two of a Chris Wallace uh, you know, tag team uh, battle 
against the president. But, and, and, and we saw it to a certain extent, but there was a lot more civility. I was also impressed with the fact that Kirsten um, did ask Joe Biden. Obviously, it was more of a softball type of question, but she did ask him about the Hunter related scandals and allegations and she did ask him about fracking um you know but they were softball questions it was more based on like can you clarify this for us you right. know it wasn't you know a hard-pressed question but at least she did so i have to give her credit for that so much so that even the president recognized that she was being a lot more civil than chris wallace and he told her he's yeah. like i congratulate you you know thank you you're actually being pretty fair and so, and I do have to say that, I mean, there was some, some civility there. I do have to also uh, recognize that uh, I know a lot of Trump supporters were expecting, you know, their, their regular, you know, boxer, the, the man that comes out on the ring and just throwing left jabs, right jabs, uppercuts, and just knocking his opponent to the, to the ground. And we didn't see that. But I actually appreciated that because I believe he won by technical decision, not by knockout. And I think that that was better off in the long run uh, because it demonstrated a man of state. Uh, what do I mean by that? So we're used to seeing Donald Trump, you know, a, you know, a warrior, somebody who's not a politician. Yesterday we saw the president. And, and I think that that's what made the difference yesterday. And he pressed Joe Biden a few times. And I think that, you know, he put him up against the cords and, and, that's what it, it up against the ropes. And that's what it comes down to in a boxing match. You know, you yep. put your opponent up against the ropes and you start, you know, hitting him. And, and I think he did that uh, masterfully. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, the only problem is that now boxing is no longer, you know, a, uh, like uh, a majorly watched sport. Everybody's into the UFC now. So, <laughs> you know, so we want to see the cage. We want to see some ground and pound. You know, and, on, and it didn't I, happen. I love boxing. I, 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 I think, I think, I think this debate. I didn't have to watch it twice to read the transcript, you know, yeah. like I did on the first time. But you know, this is what Trump. You know, what he achieved. In my, in my, my humble opinion, it's like on the first debate, he demonstrated that not only he can fight, that he can take a punch, uh, because he went against not only Biden, but he went against Chris, uh, uh, Chris Wallace, yeah, and and against the narrative. So he was in a fighting mood. Uh, in this debate, he went into policy. He actually took his time. He demonstrated that not only he can fight for the country, but at the same time make his political point and in, in, into his agenda. You know, he talked about COVID-19 and what he did. He, he called off uh, Biden when he said, look, you were calling me xenophobia when I, when I stopped China from coming in. You know, everything that you're saying about COVID-19 and what you're planning to do, we're already doing. You know, he called him up many, many times about you being in, in power for 50 years and, you know, you, now you want to do things that you haven't done in 47 years. So, you know, he made his point. When he came to immigration, he made his point. When he came to uh, energy independence, he made his, uh, his point. When he came to uh, Obamacare, that now is going to be called the Biden care. Uh, so, you know, he actually, in terms of, a, of, of policy, he made his point as president. You know, and, and, and uh, you know, I give credit to Kristen because she, she managed herself really well. I wasn't too keen about interrupting Trump every single time he was trying to make a point, yeah. you know, which is like, well, that was kind of annoying. I know that she wanted to bring as many different uh, items and, and, and issues to, to question that, that that's completely fair. But when, this guy, the, when the guy's making a point, you need to let him finish making that point because it's really important. You know, you might lose that opportunity to bring an issue that is, is not even sometimes relevant. Like, you know, we talked about the, uh, they talked about climate change. You know, Trump said, look, I got, up, I got off of that club 
And obviously now the U.S. has the lower emission of CO in the world and China and India and all these other countries have not done anything. So what, what did we win by leaving? Actually, we won. We didn't lose anything. Yeah. You know, so he's making policy points and why he's doing things. People may agree or not the way he does it. They may not agree. Because Daniel was saying, he's not a politician. The guy is not a politician. And whoever knows Trump, uh, he's been like that his entire life. He's not a different Trump. He's, that's just the way he is. And he's not co coming around with anything. He's like, look, I like you or I don't like you. And, you know, this is, we got, this is how we're going to play my game. Uh, you know, he talked about the IRS uh, uh, scandal during the Obama administration. He talked about the spying operation. He talked about the, uh, he continued to bring up the laptop. He continued to bring the $3.5 million uh, payout from the Chinese. And those things are newsworthy. Those things are important because of what we just talked about. So I believe he did really well last night. Uh, uh, obviously, much, much better than Biden. Biden uh, tried to bring a couple of points in, which is, you know, they're fair. You, you're going to criticize the president, especially in COVID-19, because to be honest, none, none of these presidents, no, no country in the world knows how to handle an pandemic like that. We're still suffering from it. There's cases going up here in Europe like, like we were in March of, of, of April. And so it's kind of crazy to now know or hear from people that they are expert on COVID, something that they never had treated before. Right, right. So, you know, he made the case on, 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 on Dr. Fauci. When he said, look, Dr. Fauci, I follow everything he said. He was wrong many times as well. And I respect the guy. But that's the process. When you are confronting with running a country, uh, uh, you know, with a pandemic, and you have to listen to the science, you need to make sure that the economy is going. You need to make sure that the, the people are not suffering. It's a really difficult task. And, and by, by Biden saying, look, let me show you the mask. Let me show you the mask. The mask is not going to solve the problem. That just a band-aid for a situation. Right. You know, even the shutdown, because the, the WHO say last week that they don't, they don't recommend any country to shut it down. Right. Because it, it's, it's worst. It's the same reason why there are cities that are going away with the, uh, with the curfew. Why? Because the virus doesn't have, the virus doesn't have a timetable to operate. Yeah. They're not going to stop by infecting people at night. You know, obviously you do it because you don't want people going to restaurants or bar. Not because of people are going to get infected less. At night. So, you know, trying to think that now you an expert, uh, a politician expert on COVID, either Trump or Biden, is kind of crazy. They're politicians and they're following the people that they have on their side, the, the specialists, the, uh, the, the uh, you know, people that handle viruses. And this is what they're telling him. So he needs to do yeah. what they're saying. But the, the, the fact that this became a main issue and now it's like, yeah, there's, look, many more people are going to get infected. Other people are going to die. That's just the way it is. Even with a vaccine, this is not going to stop right away. Remember, we have the flu and we have flu vaccines every year. And we still have people getting sick from the flu. And, and we still have people dying from the flu. So trying to think that Biden is going to be in office next year. And like he said, oh, I'm going to shut down the virus. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, well, it's, that, I, that, that, that's a good point, right? Because that's where I think the president was able to score significantly i think he was able to really you know draw contrast you know gingrich newt gingrich used to say all the time he's like in order to be effective as a politician you know in campaigning you have to be able to draw sharp contrast between you and your opponent if yeah. you can't do that why would somebody vote for you right yeah. and exactly. i think he was able to draw sharp contrast between himself and biden 
Uh, the president's about opening the economy, opening the country up. Biden's about hiding in basements. Uh, yes. He nailed him. I think he crucified him, crucified him when he said, you know, not everybody can go hide in a basement, Joe. The rest of us yeah. need to go out there and work and I, I need to be president. And just, we need to pay yeah. our bills, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I think he crushed him because he made him look. And I, and, and, and I got to say this, I mean, you know, look, my dad's 85. So, you know, but Joe Biden looked like a frail old man standing there. You know, exactly. and, when, and when Trump was standing there after doing three campaigns a day, being president 24 hours a day, traveling all over the country. Doing recovered a 90 from COVID. Yeah, recovered from COVID. I mean, this guy, like I said, kidding around, this guy's, you know, Highlander. And he, he's, yeah. he's, he's sitting there mocking Biden about hiding in basements. And the other guy looks at like this frail old man looking at his watch. Um, and I think that he... And I'm sorry to um, interrupt you, Ivan, yep. but I don't want to. I don't want to forget this point because it has to do with that same yep. um, issue with COVID. One of the things the president said is that Americans have learned to live with COVID, yep. just like we've learned to live with just about every single virus that humanity yep. has, you know, dealt with throughout the history of mankind. And at that point, after the president said Americans have learned to live with COVID, yep. uh, Joe Biden said Americans have learned to die with COVID, and I'm right. and. And I'm looking at him like, what? What is he talking about? I mean, like, it's talking points. Are the talking points that they give him before the uh, debate? One of those things that I was like, what is because he those are the things. Those are the things that they sell to the media, and the media will pick it up and put it as a, exactly. as a headline exactly. on their uh, on their Twitter. And, and, and it was just yeah. one of those things that I was like, oh my god! Like he he made absolutely no sense. I think that the president also made a good point by. Uh, signaling out and making a comparison to H1N1 and yep. the 60 million Americans mm -hmm. that got infected during H1N1. And the president said the difference was that one was less, uh, you know, Deadly. mortal right. than this one. This yeah. one is a, yeah. is a lot more, you know, and, and affects, a, you know, a vulnerable population. But, you know, he's like, but look at me, I got better. And even the guy who, who was handling H1N1 for the uh, Obama administration said that it was horrible. Yeah, they, they did a horrible that job. Didn't, that they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> they didn't know what they were doing. You know, I, you know, guys, the thing is, like, you can, you can criticize the president all you want. You, you know, the guy, um, you know, he's not perfect. He gonna, he's going to make mistakes. That's the fact of being, being a human being. Uh, you know, but everything gets, you know, politicized and all that. Whoever has the magic, like the magic wand to get rid of the, uh, uh, of the, of the COVID, they'll be great if there's somebody that has that. But yeah. till today, nobody has it. Nobody has it. And, and the fact that the Joe Biden says, oh, I'll become president. I'm going to shut down the virus. It's an insult to people's intelligence. Oh, and okay. that's the problem that they have. They think that everybody's stupid. Absolutely, William. You know? That goes back to the point of, of Kamala Harris a couple of weeks ago saying, you know, that if the president pushes the vaccine, she's not going to get it. Well, you know what? I didn't know if President Trump had a lab to create vaccines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the Joe Biden lab. I had a lab. Yeah, like the Joe Biden lab. That's right. So, you know, it's, it, it's crazy. It's one of those crazy issues. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I also you. thought the president scored some good points when he made uh, Joe Biden publicly say that he was going to end fossil fuel and get rid of oil. Oh God. Oh, yeah. He oh, yeah. He I mean, he just lost, uh, he just lost Pennsylvania. He just lost Ohio. He just lost a whole bunch of States. Right. He, it was so bad that his campaign had to come out and try to like clean it up, clean yes. up the mess. It's like yes. Yes. too late. Uh, believe it. Yep. Absolutely. And did that you was... see when he said that Trump just kind of smiled because he knew he got a free commercial out of that. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, the, the, you know, the worst thing is like, 
you know, Trump played it well because he was like, look, you know, you can't say that you didn't say you, you banned fracking. I never say that. Put it on video. So today there's like tons of video of him saying yep, banning absolutely. fracking. And, for, you know, it's, it's like, Joe, please stop. You know, think you said it. you're going to be, you know, you're going to be put out there as a liar. You know, well, the video. media plays cover for him. That's the problem, of course, right? Of the, course. the media is not going to show those videos. They're not but gonna... that's where the campaign made the video. It's like, hey, you wanted to post it on the website? There it is. And there it is. And not only that, but I was actually, I was actually surprised that CNN fact-checked Joe Biden on this issue. On that one issue. On yeah. that one yeah. issue. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, they're actually doing real journalism with Joe Biden. Yeah. So they actually fact-checked him and put on the air the video where Joe Biden says that he will ban fracking. So That's why he came out. Oh, That's why they came out to try to clean up his mess. <laughs> it was horrible. It's amazing. Yeah, it was, it was really well, and also, you know, the whole thing about, you know, Obamacare and, you know, nobody lost their plan. And, you know, that's that, ridiculous. That, that was the biggest lie of the year that you're not going to lose your plan. You're not going to lose your doctor. And, and, and it was like almost, you know, Obama. And the premiums went yeah. through the roof. Yeah, it was crazy. And, uh, you, and know, you know, I, they talked about they talked about 20 million people will be, you know, losing the, insu the uh, health insurance uh, if Obamacare goes away. Well, there's 180 million people that have their private insurance that they enjoy what they're doing. Right. So their plan, the Biden plan is to get rid of the insurance for yeah. 180 million people. Yeah. That's their plan. Right. And they're, and they're like, no, well, no, that was is Biden care. It's not Obamacare. Right. And so can you and explain? That's what's funny about it, it's no one's talking about the fact that he says now it's going to be Biden care. You know, the man who was an advocate for Obamacare during primaries, saying that they were going to expand on Obamacare, literally defending Obamacare with swords and spades and and everything in his arsenal of weapons, he was defending Obamacare left and right. Now all of a sudden, it's not going to be Obamacare; it's going to be Biden care. That's okay, why. That's so why that the means, president called him up and yeah. say, "Look, you, now you think you, you can do it? You've been in government for forty-seven years, yeah. eight years of vice president. Why didn't you do it before? Why didn't you do it before, Josh? I mean, he hit him with that line so many times. But it, but it's yeah. the truth, you know. They is that an effective line, Willie? Is that an effective oh, yeah. line? Oh yeah, because it's like you know, wh how can you go back on it? You've been in, you've been your entire life. You've been part of the government, and now you have the solution for everything." You know, either you were lying now or you were lying before. You can't have it both ways. And, and that's basically what, what, what happened. But you think, think about this. This is a guy with President Obama. They couldn't put a website of Obamacare to launch it, not only on time, but that actually worked. And now they're telling you that they're going to fix the healthcare problem for yeah. 200 million, 250 million people. Yeah. It, I want to ask Danya. I want to ask Danya a question. Uh, uh -huh. So when we look at the polls, I, I don't think, you know, anybody really believes that the polls are accurate right now. We know there's an oversampling of Democrats, et cetera, et cetera. But if you look at them, you know, we're better off right now than we were four years ago compared to the Hillary Clinton numbers, right? Where, where the president was down tremendous, you know, by, by larger margins. So, so I think, uh, I, I think it's, it's going to be a much better result, but um, my, my question is this, is last time he won the suburban housewives, the suburban women, he won the suburban women vote, you know, historically you can't win unless you win the suburban women. Um, but this time around, I think there's a big electoral shift happening and we saw that play out last night and we've been seeing it play out very subtle. Um, 
the president and, and his campaign have been really, really targeting, you know, Hispanics, especially African-Americans. And we saw last night him really boast uh, about his record with the African-American community to the point where, you know, he ridiculed Biden and Obama and everybody else to the point where Biden lost his cool and said, you know, Abraham Lincoln over here is the biggest racist in the history of the world, right? Um, And so my question is this, Danya, you know, Mm -hmm. if if he's losing the suburban housewives, did suburban suburban women, not housewives, did suburban women see something last night that'll bring them over back to the president like they did in 16? Or will the Latino and, and black vote be enough to overcome that gap? I know that's two questions there, but. Yeah, well, you know, it's, this is, and, and I'm stealing some of your own words from a couple of weeks ago, Ivan, and you said all the president needs is to win the same amount of states and the same people that he won last time. To that, we add the fact that the support for the president has increased dramatically among Latinos and among blacks. Yep. So, you know, if we, if the president were to, to lose the suburban women, but yet increases the support among Blacks and Hispanics, he still has a good chance of winning. Um, and, and I think that last night he was able to do a couple things. He was able to prove to Joe Biden that if suburban women are against establishment politicians, that's what Joe Biden is. And, and it was evident at one point when Joe Biden, uh, you know, during the discussion of COVID and all this stuff, and during the discussion of uh, you know, the corruption associated with Hunter Biden. He said, this is not about my family or your family. This is about your family. He's looking at the camera and talking, manipulating right. the people. And what did the president say as soon as Joe Biden was done? You see, you're just a typical politician, Biden. And yeah. so he, and so that right there, I think that was a, a, that hit home for me. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't live in the suburbs. I live right outside the suburbs. I live in, I'm a countryside girl. And that hit home for me. I was like, exactly. We don't want a politician. We want somebody that's going to come and it's going to, you know, shake up that beehive and let all the bees get out and, and, and you know, and, and bring change because he's been there for 47 years and hasn't really brought any change. So what makes anybody think that after 47 years, he's going to actually bring that change? And, you know, and, and, and another point where the president actually you know, drilled him on is he said, well, you know, we can't focus on the past. Well, then that's exactly what you're doing, Joe, Mm -hmm. because you're pointing at a bank account that Trump had in China when he was a businessman. That's the past. So I think that he was able to, I think the president was able to land a lot of issues that are, that resonate with suburban women, maybe not the issue of COVID because, you know, a lot of suburban women are really emotional in that aspect, you know, oh, they're overprotective moms. Oh, they're this, oh, they're that. And, and perhaps, you know, that issue uh, didn't resonate with them. But Did the, the tone issue, help? Did the tone help? I believe the tone helped. I believe. and Because I know, you know, you're not a suburban, suburban, suburban <laughs> woman. You're, you're, you're a warrior, right? Um, but uh, <laughs> e- e- even a warrior like you, you know, uh, a USC girl, uh, you were still you were still shaking up after that first debate. That was uh, oh, that God, was a yeah. little bit that was a little bit too much ground and pound, too much uh, beehive. 
that was know? a little too much for me. Yeah, that was a little too much for me. It was, it was, it was el gallinero, el gallinero. That's right. And, yeah, and I think right. that yesterday was a different, it was a, a whole different issue. Those that love that the tone warrior, work for, did that tone work for, for women that get, that get turned off by him? I believe it yeah. was a different tone than the first debate. I believe that he was more presidential. He was more of a statesman than he was that warrior that is getting in the ring to combat and to knock out his opponent. He didn't knock the opponent out. He won by technical decision. And I think that that's what it comes down to. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not great in sports, but I mean, I, I love boxing. So that's how come I use these, these terms. We're um, talking, about, uh, talking about the boxing. I saw it kind of like the Muhammad Ali kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. You start giving little punches and punches, and then you get the knockout at the end. You know, yeah. it, it was funny because, you know, for me, there's a difference between hearing and listening, right? You, yeah. you can hear something, but actually listening to something, Trump made a really good point yesterday when he said, look, with the African-American community, yeah. I actually got something done. Yeah. You know, you, you tell me the last I time you did something for the, the African-American was... community. Yeah. It's like, that was huge. It's like, you know, I passed all these reform that you didn't do in 47 years. Yeah. And you're talking about the African-American community. That, that, yeah. that I think, Willie, and, and sorry to interrupt you, but I want you to keep going on this. But I think right there in that stage with that many tens of millions of viewers was the home run of the night yeah. and of the entire campaign. I think right there, that, that set of questions that were geared mm -hmm. to hurt him on race, because they always try and do that, I yeah. think were the biggest home runs. And I think and, we're going to see a big movement on that, on that demographic. And, and Biden didn't have an answer for that. His answer was like, you know, hey, you're racist. Like, no, actually, I've done much more for the African-American community Absolutely. that you can ever possibly do. The only thing you did, actually imprisoned more African-Americans yep. than anything else. So yep. he made an excellent point. That's what I'm saying about the difference, the difference between hearing and listening. The yep. other part of it in, in terms of the Latino vote is like when Biden said that in his first 100 years, he's going to have put something that is going to give uh, citizenship to 11 million uh, undocumented, uh, put him in the past of citizenship. It's another insult. You know, he was vice president with Obama. Thank Obama you. promised on his first time to do immigration reform. Yep. He failed, not only failed, he got, uh, he went and, and, uh, to the Hispanic caucus and lied to Luis Gutierrez. Luis Gutierrez supported him with the uh, Obamacare Thank with God. the promise that he's going to introduce immigration reform. And it never happened. And yeah. Luis Gutierrez got arrested outside of the yeah. White House because he was uh, protesting the fact that yeah. he got lied to. By Obama, so now he's going to tell you that in the first 100, 100 days he's going to have uh, something put in for a pass for citizenship. Yeah. Latinos need to pay attention that not only that's a lie, it is impossible to do in the first 100, right. 100 days. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And, and that's, that's, and I was saying. But that's the same exact lie that Obama used, and then he deported three and a half million. Exactly. Latinos, right? and, he, and he was the vice president during that, right? Yeah. Exactly. It's, yeah, and the other point is when, when, when Biden started hitting them with, there's all these, you know, children, they can't find that they're in cages. Mm -hmm. He said, well, who, who built the cages, Joe? Yeah, yeah. Who built yeah. the cages? And Biden and he couldn't answer that. <laughs> I mean, that, that I think was, was brutal because there's all this chatter, right, that you hear, you know, in different shows or in social media about who did what and who built yeah. the cage and who started just, that? I, that that got that got debunked last night, right? I just love the fact that there's so many blue checks on Twitter. They were, they had no idea where you, a coyote. 
Can you believe that crap? <laughs> oh my God. I was like, are these people imbeciles? I, I, I can't remember who it was. I think it was the, I, I, it was I was somebody, fun an elected official fun. in Georgia yes, said, yes. I don't understand how an animal could bring a full, a full human across a border. I'm sitting there going. It was horrible. It was, I, I, I think, really, I, she, you know, if I find really, it, really, I, really I reply, I replied to her because it yeah. was just oh, out of control. It was bizarre. so bad. It was really bad. I mean, seeing so many blue check, blue check marks questioning, you know, the ability of an animal to bring people across the border. I was like, are they this moronic? <laughs> I mean, are people really this stupid? Do they? They are. Realize? That's why they vote Democrat. They, <laughs> we wouldn't have a Democratic Party if we didn't have stupid people. Absolutely. <laughs> it was, it like, was amazing. Uh, it was uh, absolutely uh, amazing. I, I wanted to I wanted to reply to some of them with with something sarcastic, saying, "Well, you know, they do make saddles for coyotes." I did. I, I actually have fun with it. <laughs> oh my god, that was uh, that was a strange. I, I wasn't sure if if the person was kidding, but no, no I, I saw I saw all over, yeah, yeah. all over Twitter, like like Willie was saying. She, she, you know, she, she did it. She put in a, in a Twitter like, did real Donald Trump just say 545 kids, uh, they can find their parents for coming over through uh, cartels and coyotes? How the hell does a coyote bring a whole human across the border? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, and I, I, I retweeted back to her. I say, with elected official like this, our country's doomed. The level of ignorance is mind boggling. Yeah. Amazing. It's, crazy. It, it, it's absolutely insane. I, I, I've never seen. That level of stupidity in my life. It's um, worse that they have jobs and they're getting paid. And there's a lot of great people that don't have jobs and not getting paid when people like this are actually getting paid. Instead of being in school. Amazing. And then they pander to Latinos. Yes. Even worse. Yeah, no, even then they pander to us and, 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 and they know better. They know better what's better for us, right? It's, uh, how, how do you see this after, after last night, Danya? Do you see any kind of shift, any kind of movement? at all honestly speaking um you know after seeing everything that's been going on in the past few weeks and seeing how we've had such an increase in early voting and in absentee ballots being mailed in i honestly think that a vast majority of the country has already made up their mind um mm -hmm. i don't think that yesterday made much of a difference as to moving that needle one way or another i do think the president uh, seemed a little more presidential. He seemed more like a statesman. He was able to prove uh, and bring certain points across from the campaign. Um, and and I, honestly, I, I honestly doubt that it actually moved anybody. I mean, it, it, and Willie and I have had this conversation in the past, and Willie thinks that right now the independent voters are probably down to 1%. Yeah. Um, so whether or not that 1% made up their mind last night, I honestly think that most of those 1% uh, you know, independents are gonna make up their, their mind the day that they're inside, you know, yeah. casting they're, their vote. When they're voting. Yeah. You know, that day when they're in front of that, of that ballot, that's when they're gonna make up their mind. Well, and we have, I just looked it up real quick. So we've had almost 50 million people vote already. Yeah. Yes, yes, Which that's, is that's huge. huge. That's a huge chunk. Huge. And, and huge. I think, you know, like Dana was saying, Right now, I, don't, I think that the purpose of the debate for the president was to say, look, I cannot only go down and, and, and face fight with anybody and I can take anybody like I did in the first debate, but I can also talk about the issues. I can also talk mm -hmm. about what you do as president, what the responsibilities are with actual facts and, and issues that, I, that I'm dealing with every single day. 
you know, it's just basically for that little 1% that was, you know, wasn't too clear of for some of these Democrats, they're not completely sure about voting for Biden, that they can say, look, this guy might not like the way he talked uh, or say things, but I really like what he's doing. You know, I think it's just that trying to convince some of these people, because right now the base on, the both, on both parties are pretty solid. I think the president did a good job on the first debate of trying to have Biden to admit that he was not uh, for the new green, the, the green new deal, green new deal. or he was uh, saying like, I, I don't agree with the far left when everybody knows that the far left control the democratic party. Yeah. So he, he tried to crack that. And I think he did a good job on the first debate. Now is to see how, how many people of that based on the, the democratic party are going to support Biden, if he's still going to be cracked. Or the, that's at, at the end. But remember this other thing that uh, Republicans, I think they added 2 new million, 2 million new voters. Uh, uh, for this election. So if the president maintained the base that he had when he was elected in 2016, and they added an extra 2 million voters, uh, and you're seeing the rallies that the president is doing and the rallies that, that Biden is doing, it's going to be very tough to sell to the country that Biden won the election. Yeah. And that's a great point, right? Because I was going to ask you that. So, you know, you see that enthusiasm gap, you see some early voting, um, you see the lack of enthusiasm, um, not just with Biden, but also with Obama. Obama it was funny when he was like talking on the on the bullhorn. Yeah, I mean, in front of him. Yeah, I mean, there there's there there are more cars parked outside of Walmart that 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 is at his rally. You know, it was. Uh, and to be fair, Walmart does get pretty crowded. You know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but you know, it, it's you know he he's not driving any big crowds, and um, and you know we saw a president that's been doing three rallies a day running the country, uh, like Willie said, recovered from COVID, did a 90-minute you know, debate with Joe Biden, constantly being er- interrupted by, uh, by Welker. And uh, he gets off the stage, walks up to his staff and says, let's finish this, and walks towards his motorcade, ready to roll, right? I mean, this guy is a fighter. He's fighting to the end. He, he's, you know, the other guy's going to run in his basement and put a lid on until election day, right? Um, yeah, but- Did the American people respond to that energy? Um, You know, I think I I think I think the American people right now. There's two things in our mind. Obviously, COVID, the economy are the main things that are driving people to vote yes or no to anybody. The difficult part of it is like is 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 really hard to to convince somebody that you're going to do a better job or something that you have never done. Yeah. Because Biden have never dealt with it with a virus, had never dealt with the pandemic. Well, the H one N one, right? And they had disastrous exactly. numbers, exactly. right? So yeah, and the economy, the economy is coming back around. The the, the yep. numbers are are getting you know, looking better, uh, you know. But because we're not shutting down the economy, and those are the things that people care: your four hundred one k, your retirement plan. Yeah, uh, those are the core issues for people. Mm-hmm. So I think the president just you know he made his points in terms of those issues. It's like this is what I've done. And this is what you have not done in 47 years. Exactly. And I think, I think that, that, that was pretty clear. That was pretty clear. Exactly. And I think that he made a, a very clear point of differentiating the two of them and setting himself apart as I'm not a politician. You're a politician. I, yeah. and I think one of the best lines is I'm president because of the, uh, of the failure mm-hmm. of Obama and you. So, yeah. so I'm here because of you. Had you guys yeah. done a good job, I wouldn't be president. And yeah. I think that that hit home because I've said that a million times. We have Donald Trump presidency because of the failures of Obama's presidency. 
people yeah. were tired of someone who had pretty rhetoric, who had, who was a good order, but who did so bad in so many different issues and so many different aspects that people wanted something different. People wanted someone different. And that's how we ended up with Donald Trump. Like yeah. him or hate him, Donald Trump is a result of a failed Obama-Biden administration. And, yeah. and I think he hit home when he said that to Biden. He actually state. said that to Biden. He's like, yeah. I wouldn't be president yeah. if you guys did a good job, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, yeah. and the point is the following. Politician most of the time promises and promises and empty promises and nothing happens. Donald Trump said, look, I kept most of the promise that I made. Yeah. You know, I promised you that I did it. I promised you this, I did it. I promised, you know, I get the troops out of awards. I, you know, I did that. Mm -hmm. I create new jobs. I did that. Obama said that those jobs were not coming back. I did bring it back. So mm -hmm. basically, we, that, that's the main difference between a politician and somebody that is not a politician. Trump, like, like Daniel was, was saying, you may like him or not, but, you know, what he promised is what he did. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you might like the way, the, the way that the other guy speaks, but, you know, he's full of, full of you know what I mean. Sure. <laughs> like, sure. he, doesn't, he doesn't get anything done. And, 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 and not only and, that, Willie, but to add to that, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, is that one point during the debate last night when they were talking about the vaccine, uh, Kristen Walker tried to, you know, corner him and saying, so do you promise that the vaccine is right. going to be available in, mm -hmm. in a few weeks? And he's like, no, I'm not going to make that promise. But I don't I, have a lab. I am telling you this. Exactly. Because and, and that's what it comes down to. You know, yeah. this guy will only make promises that he knows he's going to fulfill. But yeah. he's not going to sit there and promise that a vaccine is going to be available in three weeks. I mean, he doesn't have a damn lab. No. And he has to rely on all these labs working on the vaccine. And I think yeah, no, no. that's what comes down to someone who knows what the limitations are, someone who knows he's a businessman, he's not your typical politician, he's delivered on those promises that he knew he could fulfill. And the ones yeah. that he couldn't, he just doesn't, doesn't, you know, make a promise that he knows and, he's not going to and, and that's And that's on top of a Congress that is blocking every single thing that, yeah. he, put out, that he put out, a Congress that, you know, that impeach him. <laughs> that in trying to take him out of office since day one or before, that's kind of tough, you know, trying to run a country, you know, against not only the COVID-19, yeah. the media, the Democratic Party, the establishment, you know, the swamp is really hard. You know, imagine Biden under that circumstance. Do you think he will survive that? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, this president is officially the most persecuted president sure. by the media and by the opposition in the history of the United States. By far, by far. Yeah, and it's and, and I think that for him to be able to have accomplished what he accomplished, considering how he was persecuted and prosecuted, because let's be honest, you know, many times the media was prosecuting him, then, you know, then it's commendable what he's been able to do. Yep. Hey, and Willie, predictions, predictions. What do you think, man? We're 11 days away. Well, it, it, it's, it's, it's still tied. You know, I think that the, the president has a really good chance to, to get in reelected because of simple math. Is in a, and I said this in 2016. If you've seen rallies that the, the president was holding back in the 2016 with 25,000, 30,000 people and five and 10,000 outside and Hillary Clinton with a couple of thousand people, mathematically it was impossible for her to win, you know? I'm seeing the same thing right now. Yeah. Rally for Trump, super packed. Rally for yeah. Biden, very little people. So obviously, I don't, I don't trust in the polls because you, we, we know how they skew. But, you know, he has a really good chance. But what the, the key issue right now is like the country. Is like if we elect, you know, the country elects Biden to be president or reelect Trump, 
how are we going to be better off four years from now? Because we're so divided, it's so polarized. Are we going to get anything done for the country? Is the Senate going to go Democrat or it's going to say Republican? If yeah. he goes full Democrats, you know, are we going to lose the Supreme Court? Are we going to lose the independence and a lot of the stuff that we, that we have, that we cherish, and they're actually the support of our democracy? Yeah. Because based on what they're saying and what they're pointing to, it's going to be a difficult, a difficult road ahead, yeah. you know, with, his, with a packed Supreme Court. You know, you, utilizing the, the uh, government agency to go after your political enemies. Things that you're seeing in Venezuela and in Cuba. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's, that's the, the, the cold fact that people need needs to understand what we're facing. Yeah. You know, the, the, and it's not something that Willie's inventing. It's something that they're saying that they're going to do. They're saying, yeah, absolutely. So Daniel, that, that's, a pretty, that's a pretty chilling stuff. Yeah. Danya, what do you think? Well, I honestly think, I mean, it's, when you look at the polls, and yes, although the polls do put Biden winning, um, in many of those polls, the difference between now and 2016 is that these polls now virtually have a tie. And a virtual mm -hmm. tie will always benefit the incumbent. Yeah. And, and like Willie said, when you compare the rallies that the president is having and when you compare the rallies that, that Biden is having and you compare all the other issues, you're like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like not mathematically possible for Joe Biden to win. Um, I mean, I, I, and I think that many Americans understand after the riots we've had this year, after talks of defunding the police, after talks of, you know, of uh, packing Supreme Court, I think many Americans understand that the preservation of the Republic is at stake, that the preservation of our constitution is at stake, that the preservation of the United States of America and the great as the greatest nation in the world is at stake this coming election. So, you know, we have an election for, uh, of tyranny versus the Republic, right. you know, um, right. defunding the police versus backing the blue. I mean, it's virtually impossible when police unions in the past have always supported Democratic candidates. And now all of a sudden they're supporting uh, Donald Trump. Every single one. Yep. You know, every yeah. single one of them. You're like, OK, so it's and we're talking about 800,000 men and women in uniform and their, and fam their families. Yes. So, I yeah. mean, it's virtually impossible. I, I, I just don't see how these polls. I, I don't believe those polls are real. It's impossible. Yeah. Uh, I, the enthusiasm Biden can get, you know, they, they have 10 chairs at his events. Mm -hmm. and, and there's seven of them that are filled and the, the with members of the press. The yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. nobody, nobody's at his events. You, like I was telling you earlier, Obama had a rally for him and, and, and it was, you know, it wasn't packed Obama. And they showed yeah. Obama walking up to some of these, you know, Biden tents and people were like, Hey, what's up? You know, they didn't give a crap who he was. There was no enthusiasm, no excitement, even, yeah. even for Obama. Um, I, I, I don't see it. I think there's a huge, huge electoral shift that's going to happen, and I'm sticking to that. I think the, the Latino vote is going to break over 40. I think mm -hmm. blacks are going to be somewhere between 12 and 15, if not higher. Um, I, don't, I don't see how the Democrats can overcome that unless for some reason, you know, Biden gets 90% of women or something. You know, which is not going to happen. Wait, and, and wait, if, if Biden hides for the next few days until the election day, yeah. that's going to be, it's going to work against them. I yeah, believe that too. 
I believe because that too. Like, I think it's a, like, sign of, it's a sign of weakness, right? Yeah, it's like the guy's just hiding. You can't hang Here, last question. Here's the other question. Here's the last question for you guys, and this is, uh, you know, don't want to get, you know, too controversial here, but, you know, if Trump wins, you know, which, you know, we expect him to win, right? We think he has a good chance to get reelected. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens with the mob? Because the mob's going to come out. And, oh, and if what happens if Trump doesn't win, the mob is still going to come out, right? Because they're going to want to remove him now and not wait till January. Yeah. How does yeah. all this play out in the streets of America? Because at some point, the other side is going to say, you know what, we've had enough. Yeah. 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 The thing, it, it, go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, no, go down. Go. And, and I really think that, you know, it's a scary moment we're living in American history. Uh, especially considering that when you look at gun sales, every single, you know, store that sells gun actually has a backlog because they're, you know, they've just, they've run out of rifles. I mean, I can tell you right now, you know, we've gone a couple times to some of the, you know, the more popular stores because my husband has been wanting a specific rifle and they're in back order. They don't have them. So we've been waiting for four months to, you know, to buy the rifle that he's wanted because the, they're just on back order. And so when you see something like this, whereas Americans, I mean, I have, for example, I grew up in Boston, a very democratic city. So I, most of my friends are very liberal. I saw some of my very liberal friends posting pictures shooting at a shooting range and with a license for carry and conceal. So when you have liberals going and posting pictures of them acquiring a, a carry and conceal license, that's when, you know, you know, things about to hit the fan. I don't want to say the word, but you know, yeah. it's about to hit the oh, fan. You can say that here. It's not, a <laughs> you know, we're all, we're all adults here. <laughs> Two things you have in mind. You guys like that from one day to the next day, the uh, riots and the mob disappear. Yes. Uh, after the polls when it started to go against Biden, everything stopped and disappeared. Yep. They yep. stopped going to the suburbs they start, because it was affecting his poll numbers. Mm-hmm. So obviously that if, if the, remember the president in 2016, during his inauguration, the mob was out there burning cars and doing all that kind of thing in Washington. Yep. Do you think now if the president wins, they're not going to be, of course they're going to be out. It's a good yep. friend of ours who did an, uh, is, is a former intelligence analyst who did a report on what to expect. And, and it is happening exactly as they predicted. Yeah. You know, they were going to stop the, uh, the mob and the, and, and the fining and the burning and all that uh, when it came to having an impact on the campaign. And if the Trump wins, they're going to come back out yeah. to create trouble, to burn buildings, to do all that, because they're not, gonna, they're not going to accept the fact that their candidates, you know, is going to lose. Look, so, I, had, uh, I had Jim Hansen the other day on, 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 on Battleground. Uh, I don't know if you guys know Jim. He's on yeah, Fox I know Jim. all the time. Yeah, so, yeah. so you know, for, former Special Forces, good guy. And we were talking a little bit about this, and he said, you know, I mean, my, my fear is that the crazies on both sides are going to go meet in the streets, you yeah. know, and they're going to go settle their differences. And, okay. uh, and that could be a very, very troubling moment for our country, right? Because yeah. – uh, you know, it, it really would be civil war and uh, it, it could be chaotic. And, mm-hmm. and the, you know, the worst thing about it is, you know, that the left wants to sit there and blame Trump. And then you have all these anti-Trumpers, establishment rhinos, Republicans, yeah. that also want to blame Trump. But uh, Trump has nothing to do with it because all, all this stuff happened during Obama. It, it didn't happen before. It happened during. 
you know so the other thing is like the other thing is like i don't know what kind of responsibility our industry is going to have if something like that happened because they do have a lot of responsibility and and the uh and the state of the country and the polarization that we live in you know our industry has a lot to do with that yeah the media media is totally totally responsible for half of this yeah I, I mean, they're, 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 they're just, they're just horrible, horrible people. Uh, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what yeah, to tell you, but you know, they're, they, they really are really bad people. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's pretty crazy, you know, but, uh, what can I tell you? What can I tell you? I think we're going to win. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, a, a, a pretty, pretty crazy next 11 days. Um, I, I don't see anything different from the Biden campaign except him being locked up in a basement. You saw Kamala Harris cancel her trip today to Ohio, right? Because of the whole fracking and, you know, uh, shutting down uh, fossil fuels. So I think they're in trouble. They're on the ropes, like uh, Danya said. Uh, I'm going to use the UFC and MMA analogy. We're in a cage. He's on the ground, and we are going to beat the crap out of him. That's what I say. So, uh, you know, it is ground and pound time, and uh, we are not winning by points, Danya. Sorry. Uh, we got to knock him out. So, anyways, both of you guys, I appreciate you. You guys are awesome. And uh, we'll see you hopefully next week, right? Next week. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. They have everything fundamental joy. You can hang out with all the boys. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. You can get yourself clean. You can have a good meal. You can do whatever you feel. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.